Welcome to the Financial Health and Wealth Show, heard right here on My Talk every Sunday at 10 a.m. and available to podcast and listen to anytime at mytalk1071.com. Keyword will. Here to get you on the right path to your financial goals are the mother and daughter team from ClearStep Financial, Carla and Cassandra, with host Miss Shannon. Darn it, sadly, today it's not Miss Shannon. It's not. We miss Miss Shannon, but we're happy to have you, Tiffany. Thank you very much. I'm Tiffany Norton. I am sitting in for the lovely and talented Miss Shannon Paul. She is out today. Um, but I get to actually get to meet you face to face. Shannon's been working with your team for such a long time. I know, five years. It's crazy. And she's always, you know, Cassandra this, Cassandra that. Now I know what you look like. <laughs> he said you true. were pretty. It's true. <laughs> oh, very kind. Yeah, but we're not going to just sit here and give each other their compliments although we could we could we could if we wanted to I mean, um but i think we should really talk about uh your show let's talk about it yeah well, the financial health and wealth show we have a lot of fun we do have a lot of fun so i'm it'll be fun to have you on today too because it sounds like you enjoy having a good time also i do i do i listened to some past episodes i was getting myself you know prepared <laughs> and uh, i heard a lot of laughter that's right a lot of fun finances can be fun it can be it can and why not right it's a topic that can be really heavy and carry a lot of stress in some ways we were just talking about that before the show but yeah. it, but it also it can be fun and especially i think if you are empowered with the tools to know how to make your situation better mm-hmm. i think that can be also make it more fun than than living in a pile of stress and worry it's so you bring up such a good point right away because it's I, I've been through those. I've, uh, you know, I've sh- I've had my mental health struggles and stuff. And I, I'll tell you what, some sometimes the hardest thing to do is to just open that first envelope that you've been avoiding. Yeah. Taking or, that, yeah. looking at that first thing, looking at it. And then what, what do you do? Right. What is right. the first step? That's usually the biggest thing that people come to us with is. This is my situation, right? But what do I do first? Like what, you know, I've read all these articles or I've read these blogs or I've read, I've watched these videos and what applies to me, right? Mm-hmm. What, what is my best next step forward to get to X, Y, Z where I'm trying to get to. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, that's what's exciting and fun for us when we sit down with people and do a complimentary consultation. We're looking at their picture. We're seeing, we are able to see like that clear path on, okay, this isn't as important. Do this first build this up, do this, move this here, switch this, consolidate that, right? And it's like getting everyone into up with having an actual plan. Mm-hmm. It's And then people sleep better. Yeah. Wasn't that kind of a trip? Yeah. I just found this article. I was doing a little preparation. So, um, but yeah, debt is giving Americans nightmares. Mm-hmm. And they're estimating that it costs them on average 200 hours of sleep per year. And if you think about yeah. what that toll takes on your on your health and your and mental your health. overall health, right. That's why we call this the financial health and wealth show because it is finances can then impact your health as well. Mm-hmm. So if your finances are in a good place, that can trickle over, that can improve your overall health as well. Um, that, that is, and debt has reached some all-time record highs. So that is a conversation that we're having with people too. It's how do you manage that and if that's something that is needing to be addressed as well. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's... When you just look at the medical research, absolutely sleep is everything, mm, mm-hmm. you know, and wow, the amount of time that we spend. And it's I think it's the avoidance. I think sometimes people feel like they've gotten them into gotten themselves into such a corner that there's no help. Right. And that there isn't an actionable plan or there isn't an actionable step. But it sounds like, I mean, with your free consultation, 
someone can come in and go, you know what? I'm throwing my hands up. I don't know what to yeah. do. Yep. I have no clue. Please help. Yep. And I would say, too, more often than not, it's not as bad as you think because we kind of build it up in our head that it's yep. so bad or that our situation is worse than anyone else's or mm-hmm. whatever the case is, right? We have that voice that tells us how awful you should have taken care of this last year. You knew this was a problem. Look at all that. Whatever. What whatever, is, right? Does your voice have a name? Mine does. No. <laughs> you don't have, you have to name your voice. Oh. Everybody, you know what? Call in if you have a, vo- a name for your voice. But my, <laughs> um, oh, I should give the number, huh? 651-641-1071. And we're talking uh, the financial health and wealth show. Um, mine is Patricia. Oh, She's, do you ever shorten it to Pat or Patty? No, it's no. Patricia. Patricia would not appreciate her name being shortened. Patricia Understood. is a <laughs> Patricia is a problem. <laughs> Patricia wears a power pants suit and bosses me around all the time. Oh, you should have this. You should have that. Pat- Patricia. Oh, okay. So, well, when... When you when, when I you're talking to Patricia, yes, yeah, you gotta you gotta look at things, take some action, and that's how I think sometimes you can get that voice to mm-hmm. to step back. But if that if that is where people are at, whether it's because of debt, whether it's because of your retirement planning, whether it's because of whatever, mm-hmm. right? That's where we find that you get some information, you see where you're at, you get clarity instead of having a clouded view of where you may or may not be. And then you have some truth there instead of some hypothetical. And then you can actually deal with the truth of the matter instead of what Patricia or whoever your voice is, is telling you is going on. <laughs> oh, you, we this is this is a friendly show. We can't we can't voice Patricia's <laughs> concerns on this program. Um, <laughs> they're lengthy. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it's it's giving yourself that power to take that first step and face a problem, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, we've heard it for years, right? It causes all kinds of stress and relationships does, and all yeah. that stuff, but it's, it's so it's heritable, right? The the way we treat it is the way our kids are going to watch us doing it as well. Right. Right. And so that's, and then speaking about how kids pick that stuff up, that's maybe we look at what are our views and what's our relationship with money and where did that come from right Mm -hmm. and good or bad it's just is what it is and so it's good to acknowledge that because the way our parents a lot of times dealt with finances and things are sometimes ways that we find ourselves whether we realize it or not so again just one of those things to acknowledge so that you can take whatever actions might be good to take given how you've maybe you know you're used to operating right and 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 talk to a professional because here's the thing i don't know about your family dynamics but in mine everybody considers themselves a, a player mm. in in the in the financial market well well my mom is i mean she's also an advisor but, right but and my mom, stepdad is and my sister is and so you can imagine what our uh, holiday you know dinner time conversations are like <laughs> i would like to come i want i want unsolicited free sound financial yeah. advice i think we all want to join uh, that one cuz mine is just nope do it this you know i mean it's yeah. it's it's antiquated advice and mm-hmm. it's also one of the things i'm gen x right and uh the generational advice it's you know this market in a lot of ways was created by baby boomers for baby boomers. And so what, what works well for their financial situation, you are in a different situation as are your children and their, you know, so talking to an expert and really not listening to your uncle. Yeah. For financial advice, maybe. Well, unless he's part of the, uh, the clear step financial team. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) If he is, then 
No, what I would say is education is a big thing, right? Get some education. In fact, speaking of that, we do webinars periodically. We have one on Tuesday coming up here, um, February 21st in the evening, and it's on estate planning. So if that's something of interest, a topic that you've been possibly looking into, um, and that could be across the board. You could be earlier on, if you have children in the picture and things, some, some estate planning is helpful, especially from the standpoint of if something happened to both parents, what what would be your wishes for the children, mm. right? Where would you want mm-hmm. them to go? So either you have a plan in place that's spelled out or the state of Minnesota, if you live here, is happy to give you their plan and deal with where the children are going to go. And they have their, you know, flow chart of, of how that would work. So it's, I think that it's helpful to have some kind of plan in place, just spelling out some of that stuff, even having like power of attorney documents, healthcare directives, things like that for couples is is good to have. Those are just some good pieces. My mom always says, keep those in your glove compartment. Um, you know, copies in case because that's you know, when you know you never know when you're gonna need those. But anyway, that sounds are, a, that sounds like a very Patricia thing to say. Does it? Yes. Maybe my mom's voice is that to me. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Yeah. No. Too bad she's not here. She's 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 amazing. She's awesome, <laughs> but she's also fun to kind of poke fun at and she takes it really well. Oh, I love um, that. She's a she is a, a a baby boomer through and through. Yeah. Anyway, um yeah. So those are things. And so, again, estate planning. Now you get to the other side of life where you're planning out who will inherit some of this stuff. And there are lots and lots of ways to put things in place to make sure that all of that passes then. Or especially, too, if there's blended families, then estate planning can be really critical if you want to make sure things are going to the people that are important to each of you, right? And otherwise, sometimes kids can get disinherited unintentionally, right? And that can create lots of issues and dynamics in and of themselves. So, yeah. Well, I'm you sure. know what? Actually, I want to dive into that when we get back. We do have to take a little bit of a yeah. break, uh, but we'll be back in just a cu- uh, couple of minutes with the uh, Financial Health and Wealth Show. And we are, of course, talking to the lovely and talented Cassandra Brazier. And we'll be right back on My Talk 107. Helps if I turn on the mic, huh? Sometimes. Yeah, it does. Only for everyone else out there. I could hear you, though. You could hear me plain yeah, I could hear you. as day. Well, this yeah. is uh, Tiffany. I am filling in for Shannon Paul. Uh, you are listening to My Talk 107.1, and we are currently right in the middle of the Financial Health and Wealth Show with Cassandra Brazier. Cassandra. I'm pronouncing <laughs> it. Cassi- I, it's like I, That's okay. You know how when you have a bestie, and then you, yes. then you meet someone new in your life, and then that person just gets stuck with that name, so I apologize for that. That's okay. Um, I'm kind of excited, though. We've got a caller. Yeah. Should we talk to Jason? Let's do it. I think we should talk to Jason. Let's see. Hello. There Hi, he is. Jason. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Welcome to the program. Jason, did you have a question? Yeah, I heard you talk about the estate planning and everything. And uh, my father just passed away, but I haven't talked mm-hmm. to him for about 20 years. So it was not in the will, but he's, um, he's worth, he's never, he, he's got a lot of, whatever money cars and all that stuff mm. is there any way i is it can contest the will or ah uh, that is a good question and i would say in a, i would definitely reach out to an attorney an estate planning attorney on that i'm not sure how he had things set up um you would want to do it sooner than later obviously and i'm yeah. sorry sorry to hear about that but that if it is something that you do plan to take action on i would do it right away but i would talk to an attorney because that's really their expertise area so that's one of the pieces that we look at overall, Jason, but that's not something that we directly do. We just know that it's so important to have those ducks in a row to make sure that everything, you know, goes where where you'd like it to go. Okay. All right. 
So okay. best of luck with that. All right, thank you. You yeah, bet. You're great, welcome. Great question. And what you, I think, um, and what Jason's kind of uh, bringing up is is the idea that once someone has passed, it's difficult mm-hmm. to rene- renegotiate and renavigate these things, yeah. right? You want to have it set up the right way. Yeah. It's, it is. It is. It can be such an interesting dynamic. And sometimes kids, sometimes kids know um, where things are at and what they're, what will be passing on. And sometimes they have no idea. Right. So if, if this is, if that's how your family is, I do encourage parents, talk to the kids, have some of those conversations. If you're open to doing that, because mm-hmm. it can just be that much more helpful in the long run. And of course, I always recommend to people don't, if you're the child, if you're on the receiving end of things, and, and most people I think are this way, you don't ever really necessarily quote bank right on something until it's actually happening, right? Because sometimes I see people that live their whole life planning to receive such and such and such. And then sometimes mom or dad is in memory care for 12 years and they're the right. anomaly and all their assets get spent down way more than they expect. Anyway, so things can sometimes come out of nowhere that might impact that, but um, overall, right? Overall, I think those conversations are really healthy to have if you're open to doing that with your kids or with your parents or vice versa, you know? Yeah, because you were, we were just saying, uh, discussing how you can unintentionally yes. disinherit someone. Right. That might not be what you thought of, but... Mm-hmm. No, especially in this world of mixed marriages and things and people getting remarried and having kids from previous marriages, that's a real common uh, scenario where that could happen, where if you've got so, yeah, kids, so walk me through that, yeah, yeah. So you've got kids from previous marriages, right? And let's say maybe the husband or wife, whoever, one of them passes away. So typically, then assets flow laterally, right? They would just flow to the other spouse if one of them passed away. But then let's say it was the wife that passed away, okay. and then everything goes to the husband. Mm-hmm. Then a lot of times her kids may not inherit anything if he passed because a lot of times it's his kids that might be the beneficiaries. So, and again, it may be completely unintentional because it might be like 20 years down the road. Or what if he gets remarried and then what if his new wife then inherits everything? Yes. You see what I'm saying? I do. And then what if she's like, well, the heck with all of you other kids. (laughs) I'm just saying, right? So uh, anyway, there's just so many dynamics that can come into play and that's where... Potentially, you know, estate planning can be a big thing. That is one of the things we look at with people. If that's a need, how much of a need is it? Where is it a need? Because certainly, and the other thing to understand too is if you do estate planning, but then you don't change your beneficiary stuff, mm. that's another issue. Yeah. So we, we're we always double checking beneficiaries, beneficiary stuff, beneficiary stuff. Every time we review things with people and look at things, I'm always asking my assistant, Sam, make sure to put all the beneficiary stuff on there. We always want to double check beneficiary stuff because whether someone has passed away who was your beneficiary or whether it was an ex-spouse or what, whatever it is, whoever's listed on the beneficiary, that's who it's going to go to. So you got to make sure, because I've seen it with where it goes to the ex-spouse or it goes to whoever, right? No one well, wants that. You know, the ex-spouse is not always someone who's going to say, oh, I know now you've got several new children in a family. Here's that money. That doesn't usually happen. Oh, honey, I accidentally got this. Yeah. Here, have it. Yeah. Peace out. I'll be in Hawaii. Yeah. I don't, you know, who knows what the situation would play out then. So that's, that's just, just making sure that all the ducks are in a row. Sure. Um, so again, that's one of the things when we go through, when we go through that, consultation with people Mm -hmm. we are we are looking at things in and out asking questions 
just helping to make sure that you've looked at all those things and things are being addressed and and put in place the way you want them to be. So there's not going to be surprises. So maybe uh, Joan Crawford meant to Mm. leave stuff for her children. Maybe. Maybe no one's. Okay. (laughs) Ellie, the producer's kind of. (laughs) She did not. She did not. um, That was not an accident. She knew exactly what she was doing. Okay. She's very okay. specific. That she says in the will that they're excluded for reasons they understand full well. Anyway, okay. I just think well, that then they're probably they know then. <laughs> Wills are such a weird old timey flex, right? You're out of the will. Yeah, yeah. My kid knows what that means. It's like, oh, okay, so I don't get the change jar. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. Yeah. So you've got this upcoming webinar. So we that's do. a great that's a great jumping off point you were saying. And then yeah. and if you want more or you want a more tailored approach to from you can get some information there, but then you can set up the free consultation as right, well. Right, right. So the the webinar on this Tuesday on the twenty first is specifically estate planning. We do a number of webinars. You can go to our, our website, clearstepfinancial.com under events. Mm-hmm. Um, and we continue to add the webinars throughout the year, but we do topics like some of them are going to be on social security and medicare some of them are on just general retirement planning things we do we always do a women's um in retirement and investing one in the fall um we do we they're they're just great they're really helpful again we always do an estate planning one because that's always a a good general topic as well so they if if you have an interest in any of them go to the website and like i said they'll they'll continue to be added throughout the years so just keep checking back there you can also uh, get a complimentary consultation set up with us by going to the website and we have an actual we have a clearstepfinancial.com slash my talk yes we'll get you right to the landing page there and then you can easily just say you'd like to have a complimentary consultation and we can do that virtually or in our office in Bloomington. So, so many people are doing virtual. Now. I love the virtual. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's so easy, right? You, Shannon and I talk about this too. We're like, gosh, it just saves all the drive time for people. It, and the anxiety of where do I park? Yeah. What suite number is, is it? Is there going to be traffic? Is, is it, there am whatever? I on, am I on East or West Boulevard? Yeah. Like there's, you know, it, it, it really is. And you still get that bonding. You still get a sense mm-hmm. of who someone is. I don't trust the phone thing. I want to see a little mm-hmm. Little bit, you know, mm-hmm. we'll yep. see if you look shifty. Yeah, I'm gonna give you my money, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, you know, it's funny. I mean, not that this is about planning, but I uh, maybe we can do this at the end. That's kind of fun. But I found a list of, um, you know, for anybody who might be feeling like, man, I'm, I'm just you know, I'm a little bit behind the ball, I don't, I don't have this all laid out, you know, my finances. I've got a list of uh, five pretty stunning uh, opportunities that people missed for a good oh, investment that okay. you know. That, that how's that for a tease? <laughs> there you that's go. A good well, one right there. We got to get through everything so we can get to that. I know it. Um, so that's yeah. The webinars, like I said, if you want to set up a consultation, um, and then I'll just I'll throw the disclosure out there quick that securities and advisory services are offered through Harbor Investment Harbor Investments Inc. Member Finra and SIPC. So we've got that box checked. So. Today, as far as talking about kind of where do people start with their finances, yes. when we're talking to people and going through that process with them, one of the first things we always look at with people is their cash flow. That is a very, like, very first basic place to start. And the reason you want to start there is because you want to take almost like a fine tooth cone, comb, comb. <laughs> 
or cone. I don't know. Yeah, well, it could be either. Fine tooth cone. Uh, comb through your finances just to look at, is there any excess there that you could be um, managing better or decisions you'd make maybe different now if you, because how many of us go through the day to day to day and we have all this stuff on auto, maybe even stuff that we don't necessarily even need or use or realize we're still paying for. So if we, and I know I've been telling Shannon, I'm like, oh, I got to look at my one thing that's an auto thing that keeps reoccurring. I'm like, got to stop that. So it's just taking the time to look at those things and cut the fat, right? So free up as much as you can is really the first step because then you have as much as possible to work with to look at all the other areas of your finances. Sure. So that's the very first thing. Subscriptions are one of those Those are huge because that's what everyone wants nowadays is to do these reoccurring, right? Right. Yeah, I went into my little Apple thing, and yeah, I was like, oh, I forgot. I signed up for that mm-hmm. and that. So, Or you did like a free three-month thing and then forgot to cancel it, right? Something like that. Correct. So we're, we've all been there. So that's the first thing is cut out anything that you really don't need, or maybe you just, life is different now, and you just don't want it anymore. So that's the first thing. Then looking at the debt side of it. So we look at how do we at least get a good plan in place to be able to get out of debt as quickly as possible. There's two main uh, philosophies, I guess, or just or strategies, if you will. One is you could attack the lowest balance first, just get that paid off, and then put the minimum towards everything else while you're doing that and put as much as you can towards that one, just kind of focus, right, and then go to the next one. I will say, though, if your lowest balance one is a really low interest one and you've got other ones that are like 20, 29%, you know, then that might not be your best bet yeah that makes sense so yeah if one's a promotional rate yeah but then like one's, if one's zero percent yeah right. and you're going for the zero percent one anyway so the other strategy is go for the highest interest rate first i love that and we're going to be right back we're going to continue this conversation on my talk 1071 the financial health and wealth show brought to you by clear step financial Welcome back, everyone, to the Financial Health and Wealth Show. I am Tiffany Norton, sitting in for Shannon Paul, and we're having a lovely conversation with our partners from ClearStep Financial. I'm talking to Cassandra, and uh, we just were discussing debt management and some mm-hmm. strategies for that. Let's talk about short-term savings. We were having kind of yeah. a, we were having a spicy conversation about that off the air. <laughs> When's the last time that was an exciting topic? That's what we were talking about. No, I've been a I've been a financial advisor for 20 years now and CDs are this is the first time that they're really becoming uh, a conversation topic right. when we're talking about people's investments and things and especially that short-term bucket. Right. Because of the interest rates right now. Mm-hmm. So with the interest rate environment, yes, you're going to pay more if you go to refinance or if you go to purchase a home or if you have debt, right? Those loan payments, those interest rates are higher now. But so are CDs and so are money markets and so are some of those other things. And for those of us, you know, who don't remember what CDs are, they're not the little circular things that you <laughs> stuck into those old players. You know what? I it's don't, a, it's yeah. a certificate of deposit. It is. And so it's funny. But our kids still do have CDs. I still so, have CD. Yeah. I still have tapes. Oh, not a track. So I'm not quite that old. I still have some. Okay. I still have some tapes, but yeah, CD certificates of deposit. So yeah, yeah, you can go into a bank. Mm-hmm. Basically, you give them your cash, mm-hmm. and then you get a guaranteed return. Yeah, you get for a, X a, amount of time a fixed interest, right? So nowadays, though, like when we're doing retirement planning and things with people, or if we're setting up even 
more of that. We call it a midterm account, meaning okay. that it's something that's it's separate from your emergency fund, which is that short-term savings we're talking about now, but it's also separate from your retirement fund. So we, we help people set up, and as, this is our technical term, midterm account. It sounds <laughs> so, fancy. Yeah, you can't necessarily go to uh, you know a financial institution and say, I'd like to set up a midterm account. Um, but that it's, it's basically just a regular account. It's not any kind of retirement account. It just has your name on it. It's yep. totally liquid, or it could be joint with your spouse, right? Where you are both on there and then you can put as much into it or as little into it and then pull things out as needed. And that kind of bucket we set up for the wants, for the things you just want to have in time, whether it's trips or whether it's additional purchases, down payments on a car, all those kinds of things that take a chunk of money down the road that then you don't have to go into debt. Like you don't have to put that on credit next time. If you want to go on a trip for the cost, like three or 4,000, right. Or whatever the case is, then you have a place to go to, to pull those funds out of. And then it doesn't have to deplete your emergency fund either. Cause what happens if we end up, if we have a cushion and then we end up using some of it for something that's not necessarily an emergency, what, what usually just happens, but a, but a trip to San Tropez could well, be a financial emergency. Hypothetically, <laughs> maybe Patricia would tell you that Tiffany, the voice, the voice, Patricia's my, voice in your head might say, this ego. is an emergency. Maybe she would. Um, she but might. no, but that's usually then when we do things like that, then we actually have an emergency. Right. right. And then then right. if we've already depleted our emergency fund for something that wasn't an emergency, mm-hmm. then we might be then put into debt and put into like a cycle of spiraling downward, right? So we try and help people get some of these things in place so that their financial foundation is as solid as possible. There's always going to be things that could still throw us off, right? But if we at least have some of these things in place, then usually we might not spiral as far or it might not be as hard then to get back on our feet if something Mm -hmm. does throw us off, right? Whether it's you're unemployed for six months or whatever the case is. So the short-term savings, what's recommended is somewhere between three to six months of what your expenses are monthly. So if you're someone who you you spend significantly less than you make, you don't necessarily need to have six months of your income. You mm. need to have six months of your expenses. Sure. If that makes sense. Oh, yeah. So, and if you're not there yet, just work towards 1,000, work towards 2,000, work towards... 5,000, right? Kind of build up to it if you're not there yet. And if you are there, because I will, this is what I will say too, is that more and more I'm seeing people that have a lot in savings right now, mainly because I think they've been unsure about the markets. They're mm-hmm. not sure where to put their money. So they just put it in the bank. Well, a lot of people aren't getting any value on that. Yeah. So if that's where you're at and you're looking for some information on wh- where could I put some of this, where it still might be, you know, somewhat preserved and and have some growth and things then let us know too because we can help look at your picture and give you some ideas on that well i love that and you know what look at our phone lines are lighting up wow i know well let's go to cindy okay let's see what cindy's question is hi cindy hi hi okay um here's the situation okay so i'm planning a remodel okay Um, i'm adding a a two-car garage Hmm. and some kind of internal remodeling project that's been in the works the plan for the last year okay okay so um i did i'm 65 years old by the way and um i have been banking with a certain bank for years and years and years so i have some financing um through the bank already arranged pre-approved i also um work continue to work and i make a good salary and I also have a good um, personal savings 
aside from my 401 and um i i quit putting money into my work 401 within the last year with given the market however i have a very um i i inherited money and have a pretty hefty 401 or inheritance managed by wealth enhancement okay so mm-hmm. um I, I may need to borrow more. My house is paid for, so I may need to borrow more. So when I spoke to, um, you know, the, my my representative through Wealth Enhancement, he said, well, maybe the best thing to do would be, or what they could do would be to sell some stock mm. that are, that isn't doing well versus paying taxes on, withdrawing money from the 401 meaning your 401 or the inherited 401k the inherited 401 yeah um so your question is basically where's the best place to pull some money from if you needed some correct correct okay um so i know you have a number of different buckets there's a few things i would say cindy is um, a couple things stood out when you were talking, and I know your question has to do with where to pull money from. But I have a, yeah. but my follow up question to you also is: Do you have a match on your four hundred one k at work? Um, no, I don't at work because I have a pension. Oh, excellent! And That's great. I just because, <clears throat> excuse me, because I just turned sixty five, I I have to start um, taking that pension. <clears throat> and ah, okay. it will continue to grow. She's getting excited, Cindy. Her uh, eyes are her eyes I'm are lighting. A, I like to consider myself to be a young old. Sure. So I, <laughs> I plan to work. Um, I'm in the healthcare area. Okay. And I plan to work um, indefinitely. Okay. And I make a good, I <laughs> you make sound a good like my salary. mom, Cindy. She said, I'm never yeah, going I to like retire. To and I enjoy it and I I make good money and all okay. of that. So, but, you know, now, um, and I've been aware of it and kind of follow all of it, you know, what the interest rates are, 6% now. Hey, Cindy, um, Cindy, sorry to, sorry, we're we're getting low on time here. So I want to, oh, 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 I want to okay, kick sorry, it back sorry. over to the yeah. expert here. No. Okay, so what yeah. I was going to say, Cindy, what I would do a couple things, if you're going to have to start taking your pension and you'll have some extra cash that way, then I would look at how much that will help offset some of the expenses sure. that you're going to be having, because that'll be extra cash that you didn't have before. Um, the other thing I would look at is when when the markets are down, when things are down like they they are right now, relatively right. Then uh-huh. then it's then you sometimes may or may not want to pull things from things that are invested. So if right. you have okay. other other options, like you said, if you have a healthy savings or if you have monies elsewhere, it's hard for me to give you specifics without seeing the whole picture. I mean, I'm happy sure. to put no, some eyes on it, but uh-huh. sometimes we look at. Pulling from things that haven't declined, if that's an option, meaning like savings, you know, money that's out of the market. But if that's your emergency fund and that's you don't want to deplete that, then there might be reasons to do it. It really just depends. The other thing I'll say is when you have an inherited um, account like that, an inherited, which becomes a beneficiary IRA after you inherit it, then you have typically you have a window of time to pull it out. So you've got a 10 year window and the clock is ticking, um, so that might be another reason to possibly pull from there if you're going to have to be doing it anyway, because you're going to pay taxes as that comes out. Anyway, sorry, there's there's so okay, many different yep, other okay. things I would still consider before giving you solid advice, so if you want to leave yeah, your information no, for Ellie... I, I wasn't expecting a yeah. plan, but yeah. Just, but anyway, yeah. but I'm happy to okay. talk further with you, Cindy. Thanks so much for calling. Okay, all right, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, you're Cindy. welcome. 
I want to be in Cindy's position. <laughs> yeah, she has options. I mean, it's She's a good place to good be options. in. I, it's hard to say exactly where. I mean, without knowing dollar amounts and a oh, little bit course. more details. To say this is this is where I'd pull this much from, but she's she's in a good place. It's just yep. a matter of having a good strategy because as you get to the point of being in retirement, and I know she said she doesn't ever want to retire, but for the people that are retired and that they are pulling money out of their accounts, you want to have a good strategy for that, especially when the markets are down. Because if you don't, you can expedite losing your funds, and it might they might run out faster than they would without having a good strategy. They, you know what? And that's why they need to talk to you. That's why you want to seek a professional consultation because there are just so many different contingencies and, yeah. and, and variables in that. Well, I can't wait. I can't believe the time is flying by. I know. Uh, we've only got one break left. Uh, so don't go anywhere. Come back or, or stay with us, I should say. Uh, the <laughs> Financial Health and Wealth Show brought to us by ClearStep Financial. We've been listening to and speaking with Cassandra Brazier, financial advisor and branch manager. I'm Tiffany Norton, and uh, you're listening to My Talk 1071. Oh, I dig that. And, and it's called Snap. Yeah. Shouldn't our finances be a snap? They huh? should. Huh? They, they can be. They can be. See what I did there? Yeah, I love it. Yep, everybody loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Such an old, cheesy radio thing. I was huh? amused. Huh? I know. Oh. I, tu- I, I did. I turned into an old-timey radio guy. Uh, <laughs> but is- better looking. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Aren't you sweet? <laughs> So we oh, were just Tiffany. leaving off. You were we were talking off air about we wanted to touch on insurance planning. Yeah, we'll touch on it. But so if you were on for last week's show, we did talk. Oh, we spent a whole show on life insurance. So that is definitely when we're going through all the pieces of someone's picture. We do look at life insurance, you know, life, health, disability, long term care. Make sure those pieces are in place. So that's a big thing. Um, but I would say we we elaborated on that and did a deep dive last week. So if you want to get more into the life insurance side of it, and we call that the gift of love. That's why we talk. We always talk about it around Valentine's Day. Um, but it is. So really, if that's something that you have an interest in, go back to that episode and, and, and hear all about life insurance. That's a lot better gift than I gave this year for. <laughs> I should have done that. I should do that. We should. Yes. We should give away life insurance policies for. Yeah. Or for get Valentine's Day. get get or, get your life insurance policy, or up. do it for your kids because that we talked about that too. That it's a beautiful gift if you do that for your kids. There's a lot of reasons to get kids covered. Again, we're Absolutely. not going to dig into that today, but no, we no, no, talked no. all about that last time. All the different reasons um, to look at life insurance for you and your loved ones. Um, so the next thing then that we look at when we're looking at people's overall picture is then the long term saving side. So if you're someone who is still in the what we would call the accumulation phase or meaning that you're saving money towards retirement at some point when you're doing that. The market dropping is actually beneficial for you in a lot of ways, or yeah. it, it probably is. Depends on how close you are to retirement, but but usually then those are buying opportunities. So when the market is going down, our knee jerk reaction is to not want to add money in because we think we're losing money. But you're actually you're buying it on sale is what's happening right when the market is going down. That's what I tell myself that yes. it's on sale. It's mm-hmm. on sale. Who mm-hmm. doesn't like a good sale? I love right? sales. Yes. So that's. That's where um, we do. We we look at then how are people as far as being on track to get into the dollar amount they want to have once they get to retirement and how much 
if you're not saving that same dollar amount that would get you there, how much would that be? Are you saving too much, right? Or is it in the right buckets? Are you saving it in the right buckets to maximize getting to retirement? All those things. So we look at all those pieces when it comes to saving towards retirement. We also look at from a tax standpoint, looking at diversifying how your taxes will be once you're in retirement. Because there's, I mean, again, we could we could do a whole show on, on the tax side of it, um, on how taxes are impacted in retirement. It's crazy, the consequences. And yes. everybody's, it, it seems like, again, that's kind of why you need an expert, though, because everybody's financial situation and, and, and you know, just conditions of life are so variable, so different from mm-hmm. one versus another. I yep. mean, something that is a tax consequence for someone isn't for another person, sure. depending on how you set things up. So. Right, or depending on when you want to retire, when you're going to take Social Security, right. what that's all going to look like. Um, a lot of people, too, we look at, does a Roth conversion make sense for people moving money from that tax-deferred bucket, meaning that you'll pay taxes in retirement versus shifting it over to something where you pay taxes now? Historically, taxes are at a, at a low, historically, which maybe doesn't feel like it, right, when we're paying the taxes <laughs> each year. But but they really are. Um, but we don't know. We've, we don't know more than anyone else what taxes will look like in the future. And we're also not CPAs, right? We're not tax. We don't do people's taxes. So we always have to work with those tax people as well. So we're always saying, talk to your tax person about this. Ask your tax, tax person about this. Um, specifically, because we have to work with those people. We work with all sorts of different experts that also overlap in people's financial picture and help them to ask the right questions and and get the right information to find out about different options for their situation. Yeah, because no one can know it all, right? No. You have to have people that specialize on your team. Absolutely. So if you're looking for any of those particular experts, whether it be, like I know you have an expertise in mortgage and Mm -hmm. so forth, Tiffany, or whether it's someone who does taxes, if you're looking for someone who is an attorney, if you're looking for someone on that property and casualty side, all those different areas, we do have people that we know take good care of others. So we're happy to, if you reach out, if you go to our website, clearstepfinancial.com slash mytalk, if you either want to set up your consultation or if you just need an expert in some of those areas, we're happy to help. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's overwhelming too. I mean, it, it just preparing for today. Yeah, I was typing in questions about financial planning, and it was literally two pages on Google of just <laughs> financial planners. I couldn't even get to the information or any articles. Oh, there were yeah. so many paid advertisements. So yeah. that's you know, as a woman personally too, I you know, I'm single, uh, unmarried, I should say, and I, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have a hard time picking a mechanic for my stuff. You know what I mean? Let alone my my whole financial future. So, you know, it's nice to have those relationships and know that there are other experts. It's Mm -hmm. not just you, you know, there's a whole team working. Yep. Working on your behalf. It is. And that and that's helpful too because there's so many moving parts, even just in the retirement planning aspect. And so so long term savings and building up towards retirement is one of the things we look at. And then the next step we look at is actual retirement planning. So once people get to the doorstep of retirement and even before that, so if you're within five to 10 years of retirement or you may be just retired, that's a real critical time to make sure that all the income planning pieces are in the right place. I wouldn't have, you know, that's such a great point. I wouldn't have necessarily thought of that because like you're getting ready to retire. Well, you just retire, right? You don't have to plan, do you? <laughs> well, to you retire, don't you just, have to. You got to, you just buy the Tommy Bahama shirts and, yeah. and start Flip listening to, and yeah, and Jimmy Buffett. And then that's <laughs> it. You're retired. Yeah. But no, that's not what you're saying. Well, you have options. That's the big thing okay. is you do have options. 
But having some kind of plan in place going into retirement or if you've recently retired, just having that looked at and making sure that the way if you're pulling money from your your retirement funds and things, that the way you're doing is going to be the most efficient way to help them to last as long as possible. That's one of the things, too, when we look at people taking their required minimum distributions, their RMDs, we call them, right? Um, When you get to now 73, they keep changing that, right? Uh, the age, but once you get to a certain age, seventy three now, you have to start taking money out of your money that was tax deferred. So if you saved in a four hundred one k for your whole career, and if you've been in a position like our caller earlier, where she's like, "I'm going to work forever," mm-hmm. so maybe you're not drawing money on it, or maybe you've got money saved other places and you just haven't drawn on it. You have to at some point. So we look at too. You have to, it's good to have a good strategy on where do you take those from. So again, so that the money you have worked so hard for can last as long as possible. Do you think that that's advisable? Do you think that that's kind of the trend now? More people are. Is that why they had to put that cap in 73? I think think it's the longevity. Mm -hmm. I think people living longer is partly why they um, postpone that. Um, People sometimes working longer, living longer, all those things. Um, We have centenarians, people reaching age 100 that continues to grow, right? So I think it's for a lot of reasons. They've they've also um, said that they're going to be increasing that to age 75 down the road, too. So that's only been pushed out. You know, it only continues to be pushed out. It wasn't too long ago that they increased it to 72 and a half because it was 70, you know, or 72. So now they keep they keep changing it. Um, so anyway, that's that's I guess that's good news for all of us. Right. Because we're expected to live longer. Yes. So. And we've got a plan for it. Well, you got a plan for it, right? Yeah, got because a plan accordingly. You don't want your money to run out. That would be, and I think we've all probably had some family member or someone we know uh, that that's happened to. Mm-hmm. You know, um, where the, something catastrophic happens, the plans were there, but Social Security just isn't enough, mm-hmm. and maybe the the pension isn't enough. Well. Right. You know, that's it's it's tough when you get to a certain age. So, yeah, I mean, if you can head any of these things off, at least don't be afraid to have the conversation. Right. At least, you know, 2023, you know, the, it's it's not the new year technically anymore. But if you think about it, it is a financial new year. And just just having the the, the conversation can really make you feel a lot better about it. it I think it can bring a lot of peace of mind. That's what we find when we talk to people. Yeah, people just. The well, there's worst a lot of thing guilt. is there's education a, and peace yeah. of mind. Yeah. There's a lot of guilt and there's a lot of shame. I've made mistakes. I didn't do this right. They're going to tell me I didn't do enough or whatever. That's not what they're here for. Mm-mm. That's not, that's not, no. That's for no. your mother to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's your mother's job to tell you you were wrong. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, I think my mom's listening. Hi, mom. Oh, jeez. I know your mom wouldn't do that to you. Oh, uh, well. You know, I, I think all of our mothers are good at having unsolicited advice and opinions, right? <laughs> they God are. bless them all. So, exactly. Um, but that's, yeah, I think having some kind of plan, the peace of mind, the last thing then again that kind of takes us to what our topic is for this webinar coming up is that estate planning piece. So looking at the overall from our standpoint, when we're looking at financial planning, it's looking more along the lines of are the beneficiaries in the right, uh, you know, are they are they in order the way you want them? Do we have, do you have an estate plan? Then do we have everything, you know, connected so that the estate plan will be funded properly and so forth. So there's a lot of pieces, but we have our webinar, clearstepfinancial.com slash events for those coming up. You might recognize me. I think I'm going to be on this call. Great. Oh man. It was so great getting to know you today. Yes, Tiffany. Thank you, Thank you. It was fun. Once again, the Financial Health and Wealth Show brought to you by Clear Step Financial. I'm Tiffany Norton and you are listening to My Talk 1071.